0: Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. In this episode, I have the privilege and honor to speak with Matt Cannon, the director of DFT's Schoolhouse Rock Live. Matt takes us through his journey with Deerfield Family Theater and gives some great advice to aspiring actors in the community. In case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Schoolhouse Rock Live this November of 2021. See the show notes for a link to purchase tickets and visit Deerfieldfamilytheater.com It was a fun conversation, and without further delay, here's the interview. Matt Cannon, thank you so much for joining me on the DFT podcast.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, always a pleasure to be acquainted with, with another Matt. Am I right? Yes,
1: yes. Uh, you're one of the few that I've met with one T, which um, I actually really like, and I've always liked it, and I'm kind of jealous.
0: <laughs> well, uh I blame my mother. Uh and mm-hmm. and believe me, don't be too jealous because for my whole life I have to correct people. Um, you know, there there's a Matthew with two Ts out there, uh Kerbis, that's getting all my emails that I'm not getting. So Oh
1: definitely. It's okay. There's a there's a Matthew Canon with uh two Ns getting all my emails.
0: Oh, so, so you could kind of relate then to the misspelling. Yeah. Oh
1: I think so. Yeah. Uh
0: well um uh, to uh, not delay it too much longer for the audience, you're the director of this year's show, Schoolhouse Rock Live. Uh, just please uh, give the audience an introduction.
1: Uh, yeah. So I, as you said, I am the director of Schoolhouse Rock Live this year for Deerfield Family Theater. Uh, it is a show that has a lot of different things going on in it. Obviously, we're in a pandemic year still. Uh, We had to adjust from our original intention, which is, everyone knows, Beauty and the Beast, which was going to be November 2020. And when I was brought this show earlier this year, one of the things I absolutely loved about it, and honestly, probably the main reason I agreed to direct it, was, oh, this is the same show that we would have done in 2018. COVID, no COVID, anything. Um, The cast size is perfect for what we have to work with the show's actually only written for six people Deerfield, of course loves casting more people in the community it's a super easy show to do that with there are a ton of featured roles and solos for the cast so i've just kind of been going on with making sure the show elevates the material a little bit because schoolhouse rock is you know songs written in the 70s the musicals written in the 90s how do we bring that up to 2021 the cast is having a blast we have the most amazing production team so i can't believe we opened in three weeks because it feels it feels like we just started but it's been so fun so far
0: well well thanks for that Matt. now i have to get this episode out tomorrow because uh we said we're, <laughs> we're releasing in three weeks so that dates us so monday show everyone monday True. show uh, so obviously you're directing this year's show um, but you've been involved in uh, Deerfield Family Theater for some years. Uh, take us through how that journey started.
1: So I did a lot of community theater performing with uh, Buffalo Grove, Big Deal Productions. As a kid, I came up through their program. And I would do the, the summer shows that had the adults in it and everything. And I met a lot of wonderful people during that. Uh, summer 2008, uh, actually the current president of the board uh, for DFT, Susie Mason, uh, we were doing, what was it, Music Man together at Buffalo Grove, and she asked me just kind of, you know, nonchalantly, what are you doing in the fall? I said, I don't know. She said, there's a company called Deerfield Family Theater doing Bye Bye Birdie, and we need teenage boys because that's what that show, you know, they need lots of teenagers Bye Bye Birdie. And so I said i consider it, and eventually I, I auditioned, I got in, and I fell in love with the company. I made friends. I love the way that they ran things. I did four shows in a row as a performer. Uh, Then I got busy with college and other things and all that. And eventually I kind of found my way back in 2018 uh, being asked to stage manage Little Shop of Horrors, which I have stage managed a couple plays before, but never a musical and certainly not a musical with a $20,000 puppet uh, that I guess I would be personally uh, personally responsible for So I took it as a challenge and we had a blast. I came back and stage managed Annie the following year, which uh, you would actually think would be less stressful than Little Shop of Horrors. And it was actually almost more stressful in the best ways possible um, because it's a completely different type of show. And I was kind of making it known to the park district, hey... I would love to be considered as director for one of the future shows. I have directed a couple things with Buffalo Grove. I, I um, have directed a couple film projects. Um, So they brought me in, in January of 2020 and uh, hired me to direct their November 2020 production, which as I said, was going to be beauty and the beast. And obviously then March, 2020 comes and everything goes up in smoke and, Uh, We stay in contact, I uh, very happily uh, directed and edited uh, the 20th anniversary video for DFT last year, which kind of kept me in the loop a little bit, and then early this year they reached out to me, said we're going to do Schoolhouse Rock Live, we'd love for you to still be involved, and I absolutely said yes, because I want to direct for this company, this is a great company, Uh, and... Honestly, I mean, I love Schoolhouse Rock as a kid. Nothing would bring me more joy than seeing the VCR trolley in the classroom and wondering what you're gonna watch. And when it was Schoolhouse Rock, everyone's like, oh yes, all right, awesome, good. This is not some Ken Burns documentary, it's Schoolhouse Rock, awesome. So uh, yeah, I love this company and I'm thrilled to be working with them in this capacity.
0: Uh, Nice burn uh, against Ken Burns there. Um,
1: As a kid, kid, (laughs) I love Ken Burns now. Very interesting as a, you know, as a sixth grader. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh man. There's, and there's so much to unpack with that. And, and I, I do wonder, you know, a a certain age group, um, I guess if you're, uh, you're, you're Gen Z or younger, you might not know what a VCR or a VCR trolley is. Um, It's true. Give give it a Google. It's been a while since I've, I've even pictured one of those, but oh yes, I'm very familiar with the, the, okay, we have a substitute teacher today. Uh, we're wheeling in the VCR trolley. What movie of history or whatever are we going to
1: watch today? It was either Schoolhouse Rock or Bill Nye. (laughs) And,
0: And now Bill Nye has a great podcast though. He hasn't released some episodes for a while, but, um, you know, everyone's doing this podcasting thing, even, even childhood hero, Bill Nye. Uh, (laughs) So, um, you know, unsponsored plug, but science rules, check, check it out, folks. Um, So uh, you talked a little bit about um, how you had the the film background, uh, in addition to having, you know, performed um, with Deerfield Family Theater way back in the day. Um, And sort of funny, the way that works out that you came into this wanting to do, you know, direct a show, direct the musical, and then you ended up using your actual background in film and producing a film for, (laughs) for Deerfield family theater. So funny how that works out, but take us, um, yeah. Take us through a little bit of your, your experience, um, you know, in film and and what it was like, Um, you know, you talked a little bit about it with the, you know, with what didn't work out with Deerfield family theater when the pandemic happened, but how about in the film side of things?
1: Yeah, so I mean my, my personal history with film is that I've obviously always loved film. I actually went to college for about two and a half years for a theater degree and then kind of was kind of lost a little bit because I love theater, but I don't know I didn't know if I wanted to go to school for it. And then I kind of had the epiphany one day saying I actually really want to go learn how to be a filmmaker. So I went to school for four years. That kind of unfortunately took me out of a lot of the theater scene for a while because it was a year-round program, so there was just almost no time for theater, and but it was great, and that's what I love doing now. And I uh, I actually have a movie premiering, uh, well, as of recording this tomorrow, uh, I will not be at Schoolhouse Rock rehearsal tomorrow to be at my own movie premiere, so that is exciting. But uh, the movie that is premiering, we were in the middle of filming it uh, for you know, during. March 2020, we actually had two days left, and we scheduled, I think, the first one for March 20th, 2020, and we were not able to finish it until August that year, so that was pretty heartbreaking, because we were so close, we had actually been filming it for almost a year, just on and off, because that's what micro-budget films have to do, and luckily we got it done, and we had to obviously adjust for COVID protocols and learn what others were doing on their film sets to make their content because, I mean, just like the theater world, the film world, everyone is crowded together in a small room, poor ventilation a lot of times, and uh, not the best place for a pandemic, so we had to adjust, move scenes that were going to be shot indoors to outdoors, stuff like that. Uh, And then as far as the park district goes, I have been actually working at the uh, summer camp for Deerfield Park District for, uh, about a decade now, uh, stage and screen, which I actually run their film program there. So luckily, uh, the park district is very familiar that I, I know what to do with a camera and editing software and all that. So when we were talking about alternatives to doing a show for November, 2020, uh, we really wanted to celebrate the 20 year anniversary of the company. So I suggested let's do a celebratory documentary. And let's get some interviews from past performers and production staff and uh it went really well people were really enthusiastic about participating the night that we premiered it it was it was almost like the closest thing we had to an opening night of a show that year it was a really really good feeling so uh and that's just kind of typical for this company everyone's super supportive of each other and just a really loving community
0: yeah and and, uh and I, I gotta say that video really helped because as a new board member, <laughs> Deerfield Family Theater Board, um, I had to like learn quick about you know you know what's the history of the show. And sure, finding that video and and being able to watch it was um you know it was it was it it had its moments of entertainment, but it was also a nice look back over the last twenty years. And um and you know forgive me for not watching through all the credits at the end if there were credits, but I. It's sort of I didn't realize at first until we started talking before we hit the record button that you in fact directed it uh and and, and filmed it. So um so you're in there as well. Um and I gotta yeah. say those those transitions, when whenever you're whenever you come on camera, it's just the perfect transitions. And I guess uh we could just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'll I'll give the trade secret away. Um you know, it was I, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to be interviewed in my own video because I think that I, I don't know I felt weird about it but compiling the interviews and turning them into a script there were certain bridges that needed to be crossed to transition so I figured well I can just transition them myself so we start talking about past stage managers and so I'll come on and be like and we had this guy as our stage manager and then we cut to his interview and it worked out really well and I don't think anyone noticed but cat's out of the bag now
0: and uh and for those of you listening and have not seen the video i'll be sure to link to it it is on the deerfield family channel i believe that's the name of the channel um that it's uploaded to so Mm -hmm. we'll link to that in the show notes uh and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast go ahead and watch that video um so uh let's let's get in then a little bit more into into this year's show what's it been like so far
1: it's been i mean first of all it's it's weird because coming back after two years not doing theater thing, it's it's like nothing has changed and it's also like everything has changed. Seeing a lot of these people again for the first time in two years after going through the tough year, it's been obviously so rewarding and heartwarming and, and amazing to work with them, but also having to adjust. I mean, we're singing in masks and... We're like, well, we need to get more volume, like, oh, right, they're wearing masks. We need to run this dance again. Oh, right, they're exhausted because they're wearing masks while dancing. So it's been a challenge, but the cast is just incredible. We got the perfect cast for this. The talent, the energy, the enthusiasm. I mean, anyone who comes out and auditions for a show that you know you're going to have to adjust to COVID protocols, especially when you're used to performing pre-COVID, I have so much respect for them because it's really, really hard to do, and they're making it look really, really easy. The show itself is a really adorable, you know, almost it's it's almost honoring the Schoolhouse Rock songs. It's not a sing-through show, but it might as well have been. It's essentially a you know a song plays and then half a page of dialogue, another song plays, half a page of dialogue, and the plot is that a teacher is having nerves on his first day of teaching and so he kind of hallucinates other parts of his minds and they remind him like hey you got this school you watch schoolhouse rock as a kid let's go through it and show you why you're going to be a great teacher and it's really really cute i i'm i'm personally having a blast directing it because there's so many little moments that you can come up with that that are just ingenious of and stuff you won't even think of when you when it's on the page or stuff you won't even think of when you're trying to block something at home, but the cast will do something like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. I don't know how I didn't think of that. It's, it's been a really great process.
0: And and I got to say, I, I love that conceit and I did not realize that. And I'm sure I probably have access to the script and things, you know, being a new board member, but all that planning and all that stuff happened before I I joined, I just moved to Deerfield in in June of 2021. So, you know, so I'm, I'm I'm new to the area though I grew up in Buffalo Grove so uh, I like the the shout outs to to Buffalo Grove earlier. Oh yeah, uh, performing and stuff. Um, so um, and you know af- after you said that, a um, uh, post show I think we may know some of the same people because I I knew some people who who did did what you did. Um, I'm sure. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we we won't we won't play that game <laughs> while while we're recording uh, the for the podcast. Uh, so. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, in that and, and I, I love that teaser. Um, and so it, it, uh, it makes me even more excited to, to go and see the show. Uh, like I hope everybody listening to this podcast does tickets, uh, but, you know, linked buy tickets in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> make sure to you can click that right now and then come back after buying your tickets and, and finish listening to this episode. Um, so. Uh, so how about you give us like an example of one of those really surprising moments where the cast surprised you without giving too much away, of course.
1: I mean, so we are trying a couple different things. One of the one of the things I first said when I agreed to direct this is that we can't do Schoolhouse Rock live in 2021 without acknowledging a couple of the maybe a little outdated elements from songs written in the 70s. And number one, the Park District and my producer, Lee Rivlin, and our liaison to the Park District, Mark Williams, have been nothing but the most supportive people on the planet about this because they they realize that we need to do that too so the cast has to learn to adapt to stuff that you might not see in another especially community theater production of changing dialogue around they actually just got some new dialogue the other day and we open soon um, because i'm constantly kind of adjusting it and changing some changing some lyrics around and uh, and stuff like that. So we were actually running through one of the new scenes the other day and all of a sudden we just kind of stopped and I, I said, let, let's let sit down. Tell me what you think of this because I realized that it's it's a collaborative process. They're geniuses. They're, their talent exceeds my performing level any day of the week. So I wanted to get their thoughts and we just had a really great meeting about, well, let's change this around. Can we shorten this? And it was just such a thing you don't really find in a lot of community theater shows, because, you know, you get the script for Annie, and it's Annie, so you perform Annie. But this gives us the opportunity to kind of play with a few things, and it's been such a, a amazing journey, and it's such a cool way to do this show with this cast. So they continue to impress me every day, because there's probably at least a moment where I will say something and then someone will be like, well, what if we maybe did this instead? I'm like, yes, oh my God, yes, of course, awesome. Um, but it's been great. And uh, it's possible, at
0: least, uh, uh, Jeff Nahila, the executive director of the, uh, of the Deerfield uh, Park District, in and, and his podcast interview, he, he sort of let slip that there may be a new auditorium next year at Caruso Middle School. <laughs>
1: That's really exciting for me who have who has performed there, worked there for the summer camp, and is stage managed there and is now directing there. I mean when so when you think of middle school, I mean the existing Caruso auditorium would rival some high schools. So it's it's a great space to perform no matter what, but turning it into a really great theater space that they're talking about, that I've heard some plans on. It's really exciting because right now it's it's kind of a hybrid, really nice place to perform, but it's also still a functioning middle school auditorium with remov- removable seats and, and all that. Uh, so I'm really excited to, you know, hopefully get my hands on it one day because the things that they're talking about, you know, it, it, it excites the director in me, it excites the performer in me, it excites the stage manager in me. So uh, I can't wait to see it
0: and and to an extent is it bittersweet that this may be the last time uh you know you're putting together a production on the old the old auditorium
1: so pre-covid we thought annie in 2019 was going to be the last one and then during covid when i worked there over the summer at the summer camp we thought that was going to be the last time so i have actually taken two separate goodbye pictures (laughs) before and i'm sure i'm going to take a third one after this show is over so i'm at this point it is it is bittersweet because it's a wonderful space with a lot of great memories, but I'm ready for it to be renovated finally.
0: <laughs> yeah, good, good. And, um, uh, and so from what I, I've recently uh, heard in the, in the email threads from the board is that the set is also
1: just recently finished. Is that right? We are so lucky in that we are actually able to rehearse twice a week at the space that we perform in And now we're actually able to rehearse on the set. Usually how these shows work is we rehearse at the Park District in a blank room. You know, we'll tape out the set. We'll do all that. And then we will get there for the first Sunday of Tech Week, which is the the week we spend together before we open adding tech elements. And we will spend all of that Sunday adjusting our show to the space. We don't have to do that this year because we're in the middle of doing that right now before adding lights, before adding costumes, before adding props. So that's a huge, huge element getting out of the way. And the set is amazing. I actually I, I actually didn't realize how big it would be. I had a drawing of it. I, I I was told what it was gonna be. And then I walked in the space and was like, oh my God, that's even better than what I thought. It, it's, it's, It's a little off kilter, it's a little wacky, which is kind of what this show is. Um, it's not symmetrical because the show is definitely not symmetrical. It's, it's been awesome to rehearse on it and people are going to really love what they've done with it.
0: Um, th- This is, this is, the, I'm, we may have to air this episode again, like right before the show, uh, because you're, you're really setting the tone. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Like I, I have not been to a, like a live performance um, since, you um, you know, since before, since the before times, even though things have opened up, I have a little ten-month-old, so it's you know you got to you know carefully weigh you know when you can't have that little one vaccinated, right? Where to go? But um, I'm so excited uh, to go. Of course, the last live performance I saw was Hamilton, so I mean that's uh, what you're that's what you have to compare it to. So um, um,
1: I will I will give you a, a hint that uh, in one of these you know adjusted scenes, we may borrow a line from Hamilton that everyone. We'll, who has seen that show will probably recognize and we certainly don't try to shy away from it. So uh, that's a little Easter egg for you. But yeah, as far as you're saying about people coming, seeing the show for the first time since since the pandemic started, I mean, if you look at the poster for the show, we are advertising safe family fun. We know there have been other shows happening and they've been amazing and, and casts are, are, are masked and, and audiences are masked and it is very safe, but We're trying to market this show to maybe the people who also haven't been out just yet seeing these other shows. We're doing uh, spaced out pod seating so you can buy a pod for your group of friends or family and then you will be at least six feet feet away from the next group. Um, And I think that's a really, really great thing to do. And I really actually commend the Park District for for allowing that because they're losing money on not filling up the auditorium they're more concerned about your safety which i think is just a really really nice thing that they're doing and a really responsible thing that they're doing so our cast is going to be masked Um, we have these really nice clear masks that we actually used over the summer with some kids that look amazing they function great you can still see their face move but it is an element of safety and of course our Audience will also be masked as per the Illinois mask mandates.
0: Yeah, you know it's a it's a really great middle ground. You know, a lot of people it's it's all or nothing. Um, it's things are closed or they're open back up, and and this is a great opportunity for people like myself who have been sort of hesitant. You know, life circumstances being what they are, to go out and and I really think that um, yeah, the show is probably the safest theater show you could go to right now at these times.
1: Definitely, and that's I mean that is what everyone is. That's what everyone's goal is. I mean, we had people in the cast that before they committed to auditioning, they, they reached out to me or Lee Rivlin and was asking about our COVID safety and how seriously we're taking it. And, and we made them a promise that if they came and auditioned and if they were cast, that we would put that as their top priority. And so far, I'm very proud to say that we've done that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. That's so important. Um, for for any maybe kids or younger people who are listening, um, if they want to get involved in, in theater, whether it's Deerfield family theater or, uh, or whatever their local, you know, community theater is like how, you know, what's some advice for them?
1: The advice is, I mean, it's funny, 10 years ago when I was just performing, my advice would have been different from now me sitting behind the audition table as stage manager, director. So, I I can always say that whether you are the world's best singer or dancer or actor, if you come in to an audition room with the biggest smile on your face and just filled up with presence, you are going to have a better shot of making a show than many other people who might technically be more, quote-unquote, talented than you. Because half of this process is about who can I use on stage that really is going to react well, work with their fellow cast members, perform big when I need them to, act smaller when I need them to, follow direction well. So any young kid that wants to get involved, DFT is a great place to start auditioning. But the great thing is I know the Deerfield Park District has programs that if someone wants to learn how to be a performer and learn the audition process, that's actually at the summer camp I worked for a stage and screen, Um, and they, they've been doing that for years. And I know there's a couple other programs within the park district that really educates young kids on how to start performing. So the park district has a ton of great things for those kids and they're lucky to have them in the community.
0: And, and as long as I could find that link at the, the Deerfield park district website, I'll be sure to link to it in the show notes. Um, what do you, do you know, uh, just, you know, when, You know, kids should start to look out for that, to to sign up for the summer camp.
1: The summer camp starts registration, I believe, as soon as like January or February. Um, And I think they'll do registration all the way up until the start of the camp. We've even had kids join late. And, you know, uh, while that's not ideal because you want to be there every day, you know, it's certainly possible. And it's a seven week program that runs uh, through June and July. And they they actually the kids help write the camp director write an original show uh, with uh, you know some some original music, some stolen Broadway music, blah blah blah. I do their film stuff, so we actually do videos in the show as well. Plus, I teach a, a film class uh, for the kids, and then they work to they audition. Even though they're going to be cast because it is a camp, but they audition for the parts. And some kids get the parts they want, some kids don't, um, but they're all part of the same team. And then we work our way towards performing the show at the end of the summer. And it's always an amazing time. That's why I am now 30 years old and continue to work at a summer camp because it is an amazing time. And, and if you audition and you
0: don't get it, there's always another show. There's always another audition.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, there have been probably more shows that I have auditioned for that I have not made than made. And the important thing is to just, get up and try again because sometimes you're just not cast because it's not the right show for you. It's nothing you did. You can have the world's best audition, but if, if circumstances beyond your control, then that's just how it is sometimes. And it acting in general is a world of rejection and it takes a lot of courage to keep going. And we notice that courage for sure. And, and no
0: matter what somebody ends up, doing you know with their life it builds resilience and that's a really important thing for for people to have so parents listening uh you know get your kids involved in theater get your kids involved in the arts because in addition to resilience you know you'll they'll gain a lot of other important life skills um anything else come to mind like life skills that you gain from from getting involved with theater
1: well you know it's funny it's when i was in high school and college and you know we'd have you know classes where you'd have to make a speech and i mean you know that old stat that more people are afraid of public speaking than dying and we'd always get to speech day and i was like my god everyone around me is so nervous right now and i'm i'm good because i've been training speaking and singing in front of people since i was nine years old so even just little stuff like that just gaining the confidence and and the social skills because theater especially community theater is such a social environment um and that's honestly been one of the hard things about the pandemic era that we can't go out quite as much and um but we're you know making up for it because it's still a great cast and you know we get along obviously really well and do fun things together but the yeah the lessons that you learn doing theater especially at a young age are pretty invaluable um i certainly would not be who i was without doing it from such a young age.
0: Yeah, and um and with that, you know, is there anything else that you wanna uh sneak peek about the show or anything else you want to tell our listeners?
1: I think this show, Schoolhouse Rock Live, doing this show in twenty twenty-one after the year of the pandemic and all the unrest and everything, it was number one a brave choice for the park district because there's certain things we can't shy away from, but I think everyone's gonna be really happy and surprised with what we've done to make this show as important as it was when it was written in 1993. I am really, really excited for people to see it. Everyone who I've talked to that I've maybe hinted at some of the things that we're trying and doing, they've been like, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. Uh, So it's really good. The cast is amazing. The music, everyone knows, but it's, it's compose in a way that makes it even more beautiful than when it was on TV. Cause the harmonies that they wrote in are amazing. The, 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 the little changes from the cartoon versions, to the musical versions are just beautiful and it's going to be a show. And I know it's Deerfield family theater. So this goes without saying, but like literally this is a show for the whole family. There's going to be something for every single person to enjoy.
0: And because uh, we want to promote everything everyone's doing here that that is great for everyone to go experience um beyond deerfield family theater where we yeah, where could people get tickets and go see your uh your film that's debuted oh right? my
1: oh my goodness um it's 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 a little complicated because um so the movie the movie's called party favors it's a uh, uh, I will I will preface this by saying uh, we're on the Deerfield Family Theater podcast, but this movie is not family friendly. Um, I'll just leave it at that
0: for the parents. For the parents, then
1: for the parents, um, it's it's very complicated because it is we are actually having the premiere at the at the very famous Music Box Theater in, in downtown Chicago, and which we're thrilled with. But and we're working on organizing more screenings. To play on the festival circuit, it can't just be posted online, so there's unfortunately not really a way to watch it right now, but stay tuned and uh, we're really excited. We have a Facebook page, Party Favors, uh, through our production company, Trip basis Media. So if you are interested in, in a nice little independent comedy film that I think is going to uh, entertain a lot of people, go find us.
0: Great. And if people want to find you, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: oh uh i am on facebook i am on twitter i am on instagram i'm on i'm on everything uh uh matt cannon come find me come say hi I'm, I'm always up for a chat
0: matt thank you so much for being on the show
1: matthew thank you
0: and that's our show visit deerfieldfamilytheater.com for more details and to purchase tickets Links to both are in the show notes where you can also find Matt's contact information along with a link to the Deerfield Park District Summer Camp if you're interested in joining Matt's stage and screen program. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Family Theater. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us the highest rating you can and leave us a review, both of which will really help others discover this show. If you'd like to get in touch, send us a voice message at anchor.fm/dft. We might even add your voice message to a future show. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.